Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm speaking to Pedia Kolobova. She's an alignment women's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. Her mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Sounds fabulous. Petia gives immense clarity and exact steps to unlock women's divine feminine energy and abundance mindset. Through subconscious work as a certified breathwork facilitator, Reiki, NLP, and human design practitioner, She leads her six and seven figure clients to their next level in life and business. If she is not interviewing fellow experts on her podcast called Unapologetically Abundant, traveling the world with her husband, hosting retreats or reading, you will find her in nature, disconnecting from the world, connecting even deeper to herself. Welcome, Pedia. So excited to be here, Ronnie. Thank you so much. And it's, you know, it's so beautiful. Like when we're hearing our own bio, it, it sounds so different. You know, when you say it, when you write it, when others are saying it, I'm like, wow, that really resonates with me. And isn't it so beautiful? Like over the years, I changed it so many times. But yeah. when we like really align what we're doing, what we're teaching, it's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. So I think we have a lot to talk about today, which I'm very excited about. And I thought, let's start with unlocking women's divine feminine energy. So tell me a little bit about that, what that is like for you. Thank you. For me, it's beautiful to witness it because as women, we came here and we were told that there is something missing, that there is something wrong with us. Just look at any social media, look at any advertising. It's showing on all our flaws. So then we put this cape of the superwoman, right? And we say, I can do it all. I can have a business, I can have a family, I can have a great health, I can have a great body, I can be the best lover, girlfriend, wife, whatever. And we are stepping into this masculine energy of, I am not feeling safe into who I really am. So therefore, 
I have to be doing things, proving things, providing things for myself. So I'm feeling safe and for others. So we disconnect from our divinity. We disconnect from our beautiful divine feminine and we disconnect from our bodies. We disconnect from receiving. Like, just think about it, Ronnie, how challenging it is for us just to receive a compliment. Right. Somebody's like, oh, you have such a beautiful dress. Oh, not a big deal. I got it in Target. It was just like 15 bucks. Like we cannot (laughs) even receive compliment. And that has a lot to do with our divine feminine, remembering who we really are, remembering if we choose to do everything we can. And so we don't have to prove ourselves. We don't have to work really hard. We are living in patriarchy. We are living in a masculine world where we are told that to be good enough, you have to perform. To be good enough, you have to be doing things. And that's not true. We get to learn to balance these energies. When is the time to be the provider, to create the safety for yourself in the beautiful masculine And when is the time to soften? When is the time to receive? When is the time to remember your divinity? Because the feminine energy, it's nurturing. It's motherly. It's like this beautiful mother who will embrace you and say, I love you. You're okay. You're enough. There's nothing wrong with you. Don't we all need to hear this sometimes? And so when we can step into that feminine energy and nurture ourselves, when we can fulfill ourselves, everything else becomes so much easier. It doesn't feel like hard work. It doesn't feel like struggle. It doesn't feel like hustling. And that's what I'm reminding my clients to remember who they are, remember their divinity, remembering their gifts and living them unapologetically. Excellent. Excellent. How do you get people to remember? Because I agree with you. I think I personally had to relearn about my feminine energy in my forties because I have an MBA and I was in the business world and it was definitely you too. It was doggy dog, make it happen and fight your way through it all. So I had to relearn all of that. And it was by trial and error really. Mm -hmm. So how do you help women connect with this? Because if they're really disconnected, they might not know what it looks like, what it feels like, what to do. Absolutely. And you are so right. And like you, you know, I have my MBA, I was working in a corporate, you know, business, everything business minded. And I just burned myself out, you know, because it was all about performance and doing. I really feel you on that. And to remember, you know, when women come to me, they're still in that masculine and doer energy, and there are so much in their head thinking, analyzing, trying to be logical, making sense of things, and they disconnect from their own magic. So I have them to reconnect. And the first thing it's like, you get to give the mind the evidence. Because I cannot tell them like, oh, just relax, soften up and money will come to you and men will come to you and everything will come to you. They're on guard. It doesn't feel safe to them. So first we start with the mindset. We do start with the mind, acknowledging and seeing the evidence. If I will tell them, they won't believe me. They get to remember that there were times in their lives when they trusted, when they soften up and it worked out. So I have them to sit down and really look back into those evidences that they can give their mind so their mind can relax. Our mind is here to protect us. It's not here to make us happy and pleasurable and fulfilled. (laughs) It's just here to protect us to survive. So when you give your mind evidence that you are safe, that it's safe to trust yourself, that it's safe to trust your body, that it's safe to relax, then it will 
So first we start with the mind, acknowledging, giving it the evidence, acknowledging what is coming up for us and what was true up until now. Because up until now, it might be true that you believe that you have to work really hard, that you have to provide for your family, that you have to pay the bills, right? But you can always choose again. You can always choose to see things differently. My beloved Dr. Wayne Dyer, I love his book and his teaching. One of his quotes that it's one of my favorites, it's when you change the way you look at things, things you look at change. And that's when I'm helping Mm. women shift their perspective, shift their beliefs, check in because the beliefs that you have now might saved your life 10 years ago. I'm not negating it. Maybe 20 years ago, it helped you to survive, to feel safe, but do you still need it? Do you still have to be fighting? Do you still have to be in alert with everything you say and, and everything that other people do? Most of the time, the answer is no. So then you can ask yourself, what am I choosing instead? So we, we start with a mindset and then I bring them back to their heart into feeling things, allowing themselves to feel safe in their bodies, you know, through breath work, through Reiki. So the different modalities that I have learned are helping me to unlock that for my clients, literally, however cliche it might sound, but mind, body, spirit. Okay. So when you say looking for evidence, can you give me an example of what evidence people might find? Absolutely. So for each person, it's going to be different because I work on different aspects with my clients. It can be business, it can be relationships, it can be money, right? When I say evidence, it's looking into your life and say, for example, if women are a lot in their masculine and they're just using their minds, I ask them to sit down and write a list and look back in their life and to ask themselves, when did I trust that my intuition and it worked out? How do I feel my feelings? How am I processing things? Have them feel things, but write it down. So for example, my intuition was telling me that my husband is cheating on me and I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to deal with it. Yet, when you give yourself the evidence, this is the time, this is how it felt, and this is what happened. And it's safe for me writing down the evidence or evidence of when women are working on their self-esteem, if they don't feel really capable of impacting other people's life and living their dream life, I give them the evidence to look for things when they did feel worthy, when they didn't have to do things and yet they were loved. When did they feel really fulfilled and there was nobody else involved? Because very often we outsource our happiness and worthiness and give the power away to others. And it's not that others are bad and they want to take advantage of us, but it's because we don't feel safe. Mayor Williamson, you know, her her quote, which I love too, when she's talking about like, we're not afraid of our darkness. We're afraid of our light. We're afraid of what we are really capable of. So reminding my clients of that light and the evidence, it's looking back in their life and saying, okay, when did I trust that? When did I soften up? When did I surrender? When was I loved? When was I guided? And I didn't have to work hard for it. Yeah, I can really see that. What you're doing is looking back at other times in life when you were connected, were in touch with the divine feminine. So I like to use this example. This is one of my favorite from my own life. I became a love and dating coach because I was single until <laughs> I was 40. And I was like, uh-oh, I forgot to find a husband. <laughs> 
I really threw myself into dating and there was nothing like there is today with information or whatever, but I was a student of spirituality and energy and personal development. So I created my own little plan, which I still use today with my clients. So anyway, I dated 30 men in 15 months and my husband is number 30. So he was very slow. He would call me once a week and then he would take me out once a week for six weeks. Thankfully, I was dating number 29 at the same time. Because I would have probably kicked my husband to the curb, as he says. I finally decided I wanted to say something. And so my masculine side wanted to go, buddy, what are you doing? This isn't working. You know, either step up or get out. That's what I wanted to say. Now, I had a feeling that message wouldn't land well. So I don't know where this came from, but something within me came up with saying to him, you know, I have such a nice time when I'm with you. It's relaxing. It's peaceful. It's fun. And I was thinking it might be fun to see you twice a week. And he said, yeah, okay, we could do that. The difference is the first one, masculine and directive. The second one was an invitation and a request. And so That was not an easy transition for me because I'm a definite alpha kind of gal, but I learned it over time and I really had to use my intuition because I did not have any role model to help me know how to do that. But I did learn that (laughs) invitations go over better than demands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and once you're in a relationship, things are different, although you still have to, there's still energy to be managed, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So, and and I love that example, you know, because like, who wants to be told what to do? Yeah, we don't No one. So if we're demanding, like other people will put up the wall, and it doesn't matter if it's our future husband or employee or co worker or boss, like when we are demanding, we're in that energy that it's repelling people. Yeah. Instead of attracting people who want to be around us and who wants to support us. So I love that example. And I love that it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness it did. That was not an easy thing for me to learn. And so I have compassion for women who, because of their personality or because of their job, they have to get stuff done and make things happen and have adopted a very direct approach. But that more invitational, softer approach, it doesn't mean you're a doormat. It actually means you're kind of clever because you, without being direct, can get better results because then you get people on board with you. It's beautiful. And I feel like, you know, being soft and sweet doesn't mean, like you said, that, you know, we are going to be taken advantage of, but it's being more present and listening more and again, receiving more. Because when we're in that softer energy, we have better perspective because usually when we're in that direct energy, it has to be my way or highway. Like, how will you learn? How will you grow? How will you evolve? We just had a team meeting with my team today. And we asked them always on a feedback in the end, what was the most valuable from that session from them and one of our employees she said that she loves that she's being listened and that we take in what she has to share and it's so important because I can be direct and say you have to do this and this and this is my way so you have to do it because I'm the boss or I can be open receptive and I can grow even more and even deeper and inspire others you know it's so important to be the inspiration and allow yourself to be inspired by others. 
Beautiful. How do they use this divine feminine to create a greater sense of abundance? Like I said, when we are in the divine feminine, we're more in a space of receiving and having more clarity and being softer because, you know, with the masculine, we can be direct and feeling like I have to be the provider. I have to be the fixer. But when you soften up your divine feminine, you're in a space of receptivity, in space of nurturing. When you're in that space of greater receptivity, you're able to see more clearly the opportunities, the people to connect deeper and be really fully present versus just like one thing and next thing and next thing, just being in that achievement mode. It helps you slow down and you know, when, when we say the word abundance for each and every one of us, it's going to be something different. But for me, like true abundance, it's yes, money. That's beautiful and amazing because it creates the comfort. It creates even a greater impact because the more money we have as a good people, the greater things we can create, right. And support. Sure. But when you're in that space that is receptive and feminine, you can see the abundance in everything in your family, in your free time, in your health, in your relationships. Like life is so abundant when we allow ourselves to see that and you get to pass and you get to soften up to really see that. Because if not, you will just be walking with your head down, achieving, doing things. And then one day you will look around and you will ask yourself for what? That is very true. Can you give me an example or give the listeners an ex- of a shift that you helped a client make and what changes followed? First, you know, who comes to my mind is one of my clients. She's a beautiful, she's naturopath, beautiful doctor. And she was very much in her, her masculine and, you know, doing things because she was running her own practice, own consultation. And it was always like this. I have to do and I have to help and I have to, there was no boundary. She wasn't honoring herself. And when we started to work together, she was able to soften up and she has created a new product that is going to be really helping a lot of women with their healing and anti-aging. It's something that came out from her heart. It came when she created a space. It came to her when she was able to create a healthy boundaries and she started to do breath work. She started to do dancing at home, you know, and reconnecting with her body and releasing the fear of being loved and giving love and not feeling safe. That's a beautiful example because now she's raising $3 million for her company just to start up. She's well on her way. So the abundance comes to you when you soften up and ease in. One of my other clients, she's an artist and she heard my podcast. She scheduled a call with me and she was like, oh my gosh, I really resonate with what you're teaching. I feel like I keep like just doing and, you know, her techniques are so beautiful, but she was like, I am being so technical. I'm being so logical with my paintings. And I'm like, so disconnected, you know, from having fun with it and flow with it. And she hired me to help her with her finances. But we went so much deeper than that. We healed her past traumas, helped her reconnect with her family. 
getting peace with her current boyfriend and the relationship and not doing the things that she thinks she should because that's what normally people do and what it should look like because that's what her family is expecting. But she really allowed herself to be fully present. And in 10 weeks, she made $77,000. And when she was hiring me, she didn't even have money to pay for the first month. She was like, I got to figure it out. I know I got to work with you. And it was a struggle. But ever since then, she paid in full. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. How I look at this, and this is something that I came to realize within the last year, when you create space, you are literally creating room for what you want to manifest. So it's an actual literal translation of what those words mean. You are literally making energetic space for what you want. And people throw these words around all the time. You know, you don't really think about what does that mean? Creating space or whatever. So one of the things I have my clients do is expand their energy field, visualizing it getting bigger and spreading out all the molecules in between and all the atoms and all the subatomic particles because they're making space for what they want to bring in and attract. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I really align with that because the thing is that You know, sometimes we say like, I want more clients, I want more money, whatever it is. Then we are saying, I'm busy, I'm frustrated, I have so much on my plate, right? So the energy doesn't match our desires. If we say, I want this, but you don't have a space for it, you know, I was just having a call with one of my clients yesterday and she is still in a corporate job. She's building her business. You know, she's a Reiki master. She does also human design reading like me, but she was like, we were talking about like her deepest desires and she was like, I just want more clients. And she was like, well, actually I do have clients. I'm like, okay, if you have a client, what do you really want? Oh, I want more financial abundance. I'm like, okay, why do you want it? And we went like, why, why, why seven layers deeper, like Mm -hmm. really? So she understands because the thing is that what we realized in the end of these questions that I was giving her that She doesn't have any relationship with money right now. She's not taking care of her finances right now. She is ignoring it. Anytime she has to pay like any bigger amount, she's feeling frustrated. And I'm like, how do you want to receive more abundance if you don't have a space for it? If you're feeling frustrated and tied up with what is right now. So it's creating the space, like you say, energetically, but also physically, I am studying with a mentor, also money and abundance. And the first thing that I did, because we live here in Mexico, I'm like, okay, I don't have to like change this and this. It's not my house. I'm just renting it. The landlord has still some things here. And then I realized I'm like, no, if I don't feel spacious, if I don't feel good, I cannot create good. I cannot attract good. So we clear up like everything, all the space, clean up, you know, remove things. And it's creating energetical, but also physical space in your life for more to be able to come in. And you feel really trusting that you can handle it. I think what matters so much is you have to find a way to feel more joyful and satisfied with what is 
mm-hmm. which doesn't mean you're accepting a bless. When you have that kind of satisfied feeling, then you can easily bring more in. But when you're running around feeling very unsatisfied, it contracts your energy. Absolutely. And the thing is that you cannot go from hating something or being unsatisfied and create something better, right? You cannot go from hating your job and leaving and creating a thriving business. It doesn't work because you take yourself with you, you take the energy with you. So often women come to me and they're like, oh, I hate my job. I want to leave and have my own job. I'm like, yeah, but the energy you're bringing in, you're going to see it in your clients. I experienced that, you know, when I left corporate job and I'm like, oh, I will be so much better on my own. And then the same way how I was feeling in a corporate, I was feeling it my first business, you know, because I brought those same feelings. So the same energies, like different places, different faces, but the feeling is the same. (laughs) So I, uh, one of my other clients, she was like, oh, I want to leave my job and do my business the full time. I'm like, you cannot be like condemning your job. So I told her every time before you go to job, Write down the three positive aspects. Why do you love your job? Why is it a good thing? Is it paying your bills right now? Is it giving you freedom to invest in whatever you want to be investing? Is Mm. it helping you to grow? Are you learning about, you know, people management, relationship? What is good about it? And then on our last call, she was like, yeah, I, I'm so excited to be growing my business, but I don't even want to leave my job now because I realized like how great the relationships I'm creating here. And my ideal clients would be in this job anyway, meeting them there. I'm like, there you go. Her job didn't change. She did. That is so, uh, that just blows me away. I love that. Isn't that incredible how we can shift in our own mindset within the same experiences Mm-hmm. and they're different. Absolutely. If you really want to change your life, it's not about changing your hair, changing your job, changing your partner. It's about changing your energy. That's right. what's going to influence everything else. You feel different. You will create different things and different relationships. But sometimes it's really hard to go from hating your job to even coming up with three things that are good. That can be such a struggle for people. If you say it's hard, it's going to be hard. It depends on what you're declaring. You can just say, I'm willing to see it differently. I'm open to see my job in a new way. So you don't have to sit down and say, oh, I love my job. But just writing down and declaring, I'm open and willing to look for the good. You're going to look for the good. You will be looking for a client who is going to appreciate you. You're going to look for having your own computer, having your own desk, having one hour for lunch when other people are eating 15 minutes break over their computer, right? There is always something good. And you also have to remember, it's always a choice. You don't have to go to work. You're choosing to go. There is no one with a gun in your head say you have to go. Hopefully, right? There can be cases, but most of the time, you know, most of the time, you truly have a choice. If you're listening to this podcast, most likely you have a choice. Yeah, Yeah. very good point. (laughs) You know, when I started coaching very long time ago, I had a coach who would always make you start with one good thing, because really what I wanted to do was complain. You know, I had problems with this and that like, nope, tell me one good thing before we start. Mm -hmm. And it was such a good practice because it's so easy to complain. Mm -hmm. That's the easy part. (laughs) It's like we were saying in the beginning of our interview, like our brains are designed to protect us, to make us feel safe, 
So our brain, it's always looking for what's wrong, what's different, what's unsafe, right? So that's when we look for the complaining. And it's fascinating because each of my calls with my one-on-one clients, that's how I start. Each time it's different, but I always ask them what's working right now. What can we celebrate? What was an aha moment? What shifted? You know, so the questions change depending on a client. And I also trust my intuition what is coming through me. But starting with that way, it's so easy to go like, I don't want this and I want to fix it. But when we start in that higher energy of joy and pleasure and celebration, everything will change and you will see more clearly everything that it's coming after that. Oh, that's wonderful. Do you have one last piece of wisdom that you would like to share with the listeners today? You know, one mantra that I used to be using when I was still like, in my negative mindset and getting out of my way was reminding myself you're perfectly made for your purpose. So very often we are trying to change and fit and just do things based on other people. But when you remember you're perfectly made for your purpose, the way you speak, the way you look, the way you think, the way you experience the world, it was all made so you can fulfill your purpose. So when we stop wearing the mask and trying to people please when we are truly who we really are it's so liberating and freeing and life becomes more enjoyable it sure does well thank you so much this has been such a pleasure people can reach you at pediacolabova.com but i'm going to put it in the show notes and thank you so much today for sharing your wisdom It was a really different look for me at divine feminine energy and manifesting. And I really appreciate the differentiation. It's always great to get another point of view. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me and also for all the work that you are doing in the world. It's so needed and so beautiful. And I feel so honored that we had this time together. So thank you. How kind. This is Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.